Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply be things that we're going to do differently, of course. Um, all that being said, I think if you do uh, operate under like a seventh game of a, of a playoff series mentality, you also will run yourself dry very quickly in certain aspects, particularly related to your pitching. Rocco Baldelli talking roster strategy with the Twins about to start workouts here this week. Mackie and Judd on an old tweets exposed Tuesday. Nobody is safe no from is, things that they no have tweeted in their past. Uh, so we'll fire that up after we talk about Federated. Federated has been here as part of the Mackie and Judd show and Purple Podcast for a number of years. And they've been here helping Big Brothers Big Sisters raise money for about 15 years, close to $38 million. Now, Big Brothers Big Sisters, I've been able to find out quite a bit about this organization over the years. And just put very simply... It is the oldest and largest youth mentoring organization in the United States. They've been creating one-on-one relationships, mentoring relationships that ignite the power and promise of youth in our country and in the state of Minnesota, helping young people reach their full potential. You can find out more about Federated's efforts to raise money on an annual basis through the Federated Challenge at federatedchallenge.org. Raising money for big brothers, big sisters. Federated Challenge. Org. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. Every team has a different reason or rationale for, for bringing a subset of players. We felt like our focus had to be on this major league team, making sure that we have the right uh, depth, making sure that we have development opportunities for a lot of our prospects as well. And we just happen to have quite a few of our, maybe our, our upper tier prospects, as, as you know noted by some of the publications. Right. But I just say from a process standpoint, our focus was how do we fill it with guys that we think will uh, help support the major league team in the event that we have issues at, at major league level. During Derek Falvey talking about roster strategy and possible conundrums. So we've had a few Major League Baseball players already announce that they are opting out. Ian Desmond, star player for the Rockies, has opted out of the season. Ryan Zimmerman, longtime star of the He Nationals. might just be done playing, too, by the way. He said he's not retired. Yeah, I don't know that he's going to have a choice. He's made a bunch of money. And I mean, it's fine, but I, yeah, he's... Joe Ross, young good young pitcher. Mm-hmm. How much do I have to give you, Judd, every time a player drops out to retweet wuss? Pansy. See... Sissy. I feel like I Snowflake. can't do that. I can't do that because I actually don't mind if guys don't play because the season's sort of a, a farce. So I can't rip them, but I can tell you which, which guys I, I think are not coming back, and it might not be their choice. Well, here's here's the question. Ian Desmond probably comes back. I think the Twins have actually identified sort of the like the elephant in the room here, and and to my knowledge, the Twins are the only team that has come out and said, hey. Uh, we got a couple assistant coaches on our staff. Bob McClure is 68 and Bill Evers is 66. We feel like 28-year-old Eddie Rosario might get COVID. He'll be fine. We feel like 40-year-old Nelson Cruz, even, at the top end of the player age range, might get COVID. He'll be fine. We're a little worried there, but yeah. It's, it's pushing yeah, the edge. It's <laughs> dicey. It's pushing the edge. Nelson Cruz a little dicey. It's pushing okay. the edge. I get a little fever there. I have a little, uh, little chills going with your uh, little sore throat. Lost a little, little sense of smell. <laughs> And I think the Twins have said, all right, our players are going to get COVID to whatever degree they get COVID. Right. But the statistics show they will be fine more, more often than not. Like the, like the death rates below the age of 50 and 60 are very, very low compared to once you get up into the mid-60s, into the 70s, 80s, right? And so the Twins have said, all right, we got a young manager. 
We got a bunch of young players on the roster. Bob and Bill, we love you guys. We can't put you at risk. And right. I'm just wondering at what point all of the other teams in sports, like this doesn't just apply to a couple of random assistant coaches that like we have we have known because the twins put these guys on their staff, but mm-hmm. This question extends to all sports and well, all coaches. Greg Popovich to Mike Zimmer to everybody over the age how about of this 60. One? In baseball, American League Central, Detroit Tigers, Guardy. Health problems. He's not a young man. Yeah, what is he? He's in his 60s, right? Exactly right. So, yeah, th- this is, and I-, I think we first broached this topic about a month ago or so, Phil. This is the question I've got because as dicey and slippery slope as this might be going down, and football, football's got a lot of people with unhealthy lifestyles, right, who are probably have some at risk, young and old, but old especially. This, to me, is ripe for teams to do what the Twins did and say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, Zim, Zim's what, 63 now? 64, yeah. 64. Something like that. And and Kubiak is only 58, but he's had health problems. So at what point do you say, we just can't risk this? And are they going to sue you? I don't know, but it certainly seems like it would be worth going to these guys and saying, this is not smart. We can tell you right now that if um, that if Eric Kendricks gets COVID, you know what? He might get sick, but he's going to live. Yeah. Like like the odds are so, so um, staggeringly in his favor to live that we're not going to stop him from from playing. But Mike, we can't risk this. And and this could be Zimmer, this could be Bill Belichick, this could be Pete Carroll. There there is a list of head and especially in, into the assistant coaching world, Phil Mackey, where you could make a very good case that these people should be removed from the culture of the sport for 2020. Because I'll go back to this. Here's my question. What happens if one person dies? And don't tell me that an old person can't die. Like, I totally get if if you say a linebacker is not going to die. Judd, live your life. Okay, okay, I'll have that conversation. But what happens if, God forbid, one older coach dies? Because I think, I think I know. I think they probably stop. And the one thing that I don't want to see is once you start, if you have to stop, then you never should have started, if that makes sense. No, it, it, it we, we're just entering these ageist conversations, and I'll use the word ageist, I guess. Like I, I feel like it's it's necessary. If you're going to put – yeah, if we want sports to come back, which we do, what's the sacrifice? And the sacrifice to me is looking at who's most at risk. And I just pulled this up from Lifespan.io from the CDC. COVID-19 mortality rate by age, okay? Wow, okay. And and I think this is this is death rate among and and some of these numbers are skewed because now we're doing more testing and so we're doing more testing than we were before mm-hmm. of asymptomatic people. Mm-hmm. I mean, I got a test two weeks ago because we had someone in a you know, people were asking like, why are you doing the show at home? Well, I I was asymptomatic. I got a test because I had a meeting with a guy that tested positive. Like the, like so so as those testing cases go up, the death rate goes down because we're just testing more. Um, but if you look at the percentage of people that die from COVID right now, if you are between the ages of one through on here, it says 10 through 40, 0.2% chance. You have a 0.2% chance. And I think that number is probably even lower than when this was posted because of more testing, right? Sure. If you are over the age of 70, 8% chance over the age of 80, 15% chance. Yep. If you're in your sixties, it's more like a 4% chance. The real spike is when you get into your sixties. Right. And a lot of these NFL coaches and baseball managers, Ron Renneke had a quote yesterday. Ron Renneke is one of the oldest managers in Major League Baseball. And his quote yesterday was like, I mean, I feel like I feel great. I feel younger than my age. It's that's like, I don't know po- if that matters, That's Ron. not the point, Ron. <laughs> exactly right. That's not the point. Right. So how do you reconcile as we bring sports back? The Twins are one of the first teams to say, listen, we're just not going to put you in that spot. We're going to pay you. We're not going to put you in that spot. We're going to play the percentages just like we do as a front office with, with player development. Sure. How do you reconcile this? Like, should the Twins just sideline two coaches that are not that much older than Mike Zimmer? Mm-hmm. Should the Vikings think about sidelining a Mike? You Zimmer? have to like, have the conversation. You have to have um, a a number of conversations that you ordinarily would never have. Right? 
One is, let's assume all our star players go down. What's our plan? Like, do we have guys that can come, can come in and play? Do we need to sign more guys? Blah, blah, blah. That's one. Another is a very serious conversation. If we have players or coaches with health risks or up in age and an age risk, what should we do? And I, I really think that if you say, if a doctor comes in and says, look, you know, Koobs has had some problems before. He collapsed one time. Um, this is a risk. And, and it's X percent. At some point in time, you have to draw the line and say, Gary, you can't do this. Like, we can't have you dying. Because, because if he, if, God forbid, something happens to a Vikings coach, this is not a Vikings problem in my mind, Phil Mackey. This is a league problem, all right? I'm saying I think it takes one or two deaths and it's done. And it's not players, it's coaches. Like, you can't have, I don't see, as people, how we function with, oh, man, the head coach of such and such a team died, and that was real tough. But again, we're going to kick off at noon. I just don't get that. <laughs> so so I, I think that this goes so far beyond your team. Yeah, but it's, I say it jokingly, but it's possible. It's possible, and it's not worth it. Tonight on Sunday Night Football. In honor of Bill Belichick and Bruce Arians. Yeah, exactly. Bruce Arians is another one. A guy who's had heart problems. Seriously, that that's a great one. He's co- he's going to be coaching right now in a city where where um, COVID nineteen is out of control. Live from a hyperbaric chamber. It's Bill Belichick on the sidelines, mic'd up. Can you help coach? I mean, can you help coach from your home? I don't know. Do the Vikings have anybody right now under the age of, let's say, 55? Yep. That you could trust as a head coach? Like Josh McDaniels with the Patriots, you'd say, oh, that, that guy could probably the, get, get the job done, That one wouldn't shock right? me, actually. Yeah. Josh McDaniels I mean, wouldn't like, shock me for it, a year You could also Patriots. put, like, Bill Belichick could just be, like, watching film and but doing scouting all week or something. But that's what I'm going to say. Could something. Zimmer, could Zimmer who, who's the most competent assistant coach that this team has who doesn't have a health risk? So Adam it can't, Zimmer. So it can't be Coops. Nah, I don't think it'd be. But I Zimmer could just relate the stuff to father to son. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of bring back Stefanski. I've got the list here. <laughs> this, this would be the Stefanski year to for the trial run. I don't have all the ages here, but here's here's some of the guys. Okay, so Gary Kubiak's 58. Yeah, Clint Kubiak. Oh, he's in his 30s, right? Yeah, yeah Clint Kubiak is probably in fine health. Uh, Kennedy Palomalu is the running backs coach. Uh, he's, a little, he's a little older. Eh, okay, he's a little older. Rick Dennison is the offensive yeah, line coach, run game coordinator. He's a little older. He's no kid. Um, man, Phil Rauscher looks like a pretty young guy. He's the assistant offensive line coach. How about Sean Mannion? Sean Mannion just takes things over. Give him his chance. Yeah. Yeah, defensive guys, Adam Zimmer. How old's Andre Patterson? He's not a young man, too. Yeah, you've got a lot of old coaches. A lot in this league. Andre Patterson is 60. 60, yeah. I mean, these are not... Let's just say this. The Twins have started an elephant-in-the-room discussion on behalf of all teams in all sports. Yes. They have. They are the first team, to my knowledge, to come out and say, we aren't going to put old coaches at risk. And now, now that that cat's out of the bag, like other, it's, it's essentially putting their cards on the table. And other teams, having thought about this before, now might be forced to act on it. I do think that if your team is going to be in a sport that goes into a bubble, I can see it more. But football and baseball, they're going to travel, man. They're going to travel all over. And there is no way to basically quarantine from that, right? Yep, so it'll be boy, it'll be interesting to watch this play out. Let's jump into something Stuck else. Stuck in the house all weekend. No sports to watch. It makes Mackie, Judd, and Rami something, something. Go crazy. Don't mind if I do. Well, okay, not quite. At least not yet. It's time for Mackie, Judd, and Rami's Quarantine Discoveries. Judd Zolga, this is a rediscovery for you because we have talked about this concept of relegation on the show before. Yeah. We are a pro-relegation show. but It happened for years. But now that you've been watching oh, yeah. international soccer all day, every day on the weekends, yeah. and even like when you go home. Weekdays too, Phil. Don't. You're just all make in. Make no mistake. It sounds like you have fallen in love with relegation. Okay. Again. Here's why. So the Liverpool franchise clinched the EPL title, which I think I think they clinched it with like seven matches left. All right, mm-hmm. so it's done. The, the league is done 
You've got your champion. There's no playoffs. It's done. It's ridiculous, by the way. Okay, it that's is fine. the reason why I can't get into EPL because, like, you know what? Most of the me. teams don't have a chance, anyways. And well, right now, there's okay. just like no playoffs. Okay, it's but you, you just hit on the quarantine discovery of the path that I would like to go down. You are correct. There are so so that there are your your group of upper echelon teams that I think are, are legit for the most part. You're your contenders for the EPL title. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then there's your mid-pack, which might jump up a bit. They're playing for pride, but they're pretty damn good. And then there's that lower tier, which is actually not that small, I don't think, of teams that could finish in the bottom three and be out and go down to the Championship League, Mm -hmm. which, despite the fact it's called the Championship League, is a uh, demotion from the EPL. All right, so here's, here's where I've gone. The relegation idea is great because right now, a lot of matches, especially among bad teams, are still really important because they're playing to try and not get taken down to the championship league. So so instead of just being they're tanking or instead of just playing out the string, these teams are actually uh, be, trying to be their best competitive to get as many points as possible in the remaining games to avoid being in that bottom three. Yeah. Now, now this show has been has been pro that idea for a long time, but we also have agreed pretty much across the board it's never going to happen. Like if the Twins get bad, they're not going to be sent to the yeah. Pacific Coast League. It would take a, a, a rewiring of the entire yes. system and ownership and things like that. I've got an idea, boys. Which maybe you could you could argue should happen. I've got an idea um, to avoid tanking and an idea that would make the bad teams actually try consistently try until the very bitter end. Here it is. And this is just a start. So so let's take this and hone it, all okay. right? But the very start of my idea is the last place team in a sport gets the last draft pick in the round. Okay. So so if if you are So you you're not tanking for the number of picks. You're, so you're you, actively trying to avoid You're trying to avoid that. And, and I don't know um how deep this should run. But my first idea is why not say if you finish last in your league, not only do you not get um, a chance at the top uh, pick or in football, you get the top pick automatically. But instead of all of that, you actually revert to the end of the draft. So you are screwed. So there is no incentive to finish uh, last. And in fact, there is a huge incentive not to be the last place team. So this kind of goes hand so in hand with, go my, with, with my NBA premise. I guess I hadn't thought of my NBA playoff revamping conversation from a few weeks ago as being a relegation replacement, but I've wanted NBA teams to have incentive to not tank as well. Mm-hmm. So I've said, like, take the teams that aren't going to make the playoffs and put them in some sort of an NIT-type tournament where you play to win the number one overall pick. And there's all kinds of different hurdles in there. Like, all right, like our veteran players who are going to become free agents really going to want to play. Like, maybe right. it becomes a summer league type of a thing where, like, the young nucleus of your team is fighting to add a piece to the puzzle. But I love the idea of teams not just getting rewarded for being the last place team. Like, it, it just becomes a fight to build the biggest cesspool roster at the end, right? And to bench your yes. good players and stuff. Yes. Um, just for the record, if there had been relegation last year in Major League Baseball, what do they take in EPL? Is it three teams? The bottom, just, the bottom three teams go to the Championship League, which is the next rung down. Let's say uh, let's say it was because in AAA, you've got, you actually have three different AAA. There's the Mexican League, but it's more the Pacific Coast League. In the international league, the Twins have the Rochester Red Wings in the international league, and uh, and that's where they're that's where they pull from. So you've got the winner of the Pacific Coast League was the Round Rock Express, which is Houston's affiliate, and they were probably cheating and delivering electronic buzzers to each other's uh, chess. Actually, they uh, they tied with the Las Vegas Aviators. So what you could have here is. In the Pacific Coast League, Ooh, yeah. the Round Rock Express against the Las Vegas Aviators in like a best of three or best of five, whatever, or like one coin flip game, to they bring tied. Them up. Or maybe the maybe the top two teams play each other in the championship series of seven games to become a major league team, mm-hmm. right? In the International League, you had the Columbus Clippers and the Gwinnett Stripers finished tied at the top of the standings. And so that would be Cleveland and Atlanta's farm system teams. The teams that would have been bounced out of Major League Baseball last year, the Tigers and the Orioles. Goodbye. Yeah. But I can guarantee you the Tigers and the Orioles in the last couple months of the season last year 
were not doing anything to try to win, right? They were correct. They were just running and out nobody, crappy players and right. That's my point. Is is if you if you say okay, if you are the last if you're the last place team, you get the last pick. At least the young players on that team should care because clearly if they get the last pick, they're going to remain on a crappy team, right? Yeah. Well, the players always care, period, I think, well, for the most part. I'm just trying to I'm trying to think of a way to keep it intriguing because the one like thing it. that EPL does a great job of is they keep interest among the bad teams, which in this country, we just simply do not do. Yeah, like the EP, but even so, like, the, this is the thing, like the EPL... Because there's no playoff, like they've got the midseason Champions League and FA Cup and all these different right. like like sub tournaments or whatever. Yep. But you have what fourteen or fifteen or twenty teams, well, however many teams are in the EPL. Let's call it twenty. I don't. I don't know. Jonathan Harrison could tell us, but it's like twenty teams. It's a lot of teams, and and legitimately, only like five of them have ever actually won the championship in the twenty plus year history of the current incarnation. Yes. And there's only That's like correct. five or six, maybe seven. Like some people will say there's seven teams that have an actual chance every year. The same seven teams. It's Man U, Man City, Liverpool, Liverpool yeah, my- Arsenal, Tottenham, and uh, I'm missing one in there somewhere. But like, but like, yeah, no, no. That, the other teams are literally playing for nothing. They're I get, playing for nothing. I get that, but what it's I... stupid. But what I want to take is I want to take what they do well, which is keep intrigue. Right, but how intriguing is it if the Celtier sport is? Listen, I know that the top team has run away with this thing, but hey, look at these crappy teams at the bottom trying to fight off. The I'm sh- borrowing. I'm borrowing from things that are good. The best part about the EPL is the bottom of the table because that's where teams scratch and claw and fight because that's you, embarrassing. Baseball has the best chance, and again, I don't think this could ever happen. Baseball is headed for a pretty big restructuring if they want to in the next couple of years. Though there's a lot of things that could be restructured about baseball. Salary cap. Rob's trying to blow up the minor leagues. But there's no way that some of these teams, because like the the low market teams that don't spend a lot of money, are the ones that are the most susceptible to the bad seasons, right? Like when the Pirates have to strip it down, yes. Or when the Rays have to strip it down, there's just no avoiding losing 95 or 100 games, right? The Tigers, if they wanted, the Tigers can spend money. They they've basically chosen to say. We're going to be garbage. We're not going to spend our and, money and here. And Baltimore's done the same thing. Yep. And Baltimore can spend some money. Like, they have a TV deal and They're stuff. They're purposely being awful. Yep. Miami is the next team on this list. But I think baseball is in a perfect spot. If they wanted to do something like this, they could make the top of their league entertaining by adding another wild card playoff. So you have a fun sort of sprint-like playoff to get into the division series. And then at the bottom end of the standings, you've got these teams like the Royals, Marlins, Orioles, Tigers, and oftentimes the Twins have been in this mix too. And they are fighting to avoid being relegated to the Pacific Coast League or something. What teams would you really miss? Like if they got bounced down, what team would would, I'd I'd honestly miss the Yankees? I'd miss the Yankees. Okay, but it's not probably going to uh, happen to the Yankees. But I'm saying, like, if the Twins schedule came out and you didn't get the Detroit Tigers, you're not like. Damn, I really love going to see those Bengals play the Twins, you know? Oh, but you might get the Iowa Cubs. Or the, yeah, right. no, that's my point. And then you can travel. Iowa's right. It's Des Moines. It's right there. What about the New Orleans baby cakes? They, they could, they the could finish cake, first place no, in the The baby cake is way too freaky for us. The, the baby cake scares me. It is kind of creepy. It's really, really creepy. I know it's a tradition, but it's creepy. There's also these Scranton Wilkes Bar Rail Riders oh, too yeah. that could win the I think international. It's Wilkes-Barre, Wilkes-Barre. Yeah, Wilkes-Barre. As yeah. a fan of the office, Wilkes-Barre, yeah. Wilkes-Barre. Las Vegas, yeah. though. <laughs> Las Vegas, Las Vegas teams would be that'd be great. Teams would be so happy. The Twins would definitely have been relegated in 2011. But you know what? They were relegated. You know they what? lost 100 games a couple years ago. They deserved it. That's the thing about it. Well, they, they deserve. They would have deserved it. I believe the Twins in 2017 went from 103 losses to a wild card spot, right, in one year. Yep. yep. So that wild card game against the Yankees, actually, we probably would be fine with this, never would have happened uh, because they would have been playing AAA baseball that year. <laughs> That's fine with me, but they would have come back up probably. Uh, and I think the other thing you'd have to figure out is because when, when, when an EPL team goes down, they can still spend, like, they have a better stadium than the teams that they're playing against, largely. They've probably got more money to spend on player transfers and stuff. So, in theory, could you get bounced down to AAA mm-hmm. and still spend $100 million on your roster to just, just like, you could have Nelson Cruz on you your team. You know what? You should. And just destroy these teams. That's what you should do. <laughs> 100%. That, that's exactly what you should do at, uh, at that point. 
would be amazing. Anyway, right. that's my idea. Relegation. Something like that. Yep. I think the draft pick thing is a starting point yeah. for sports here. Uh, I like where you're going. I like where you're going with that. Uh, what do we got for old tweets exposed next? How bad are you going to hit us here in a second? Uh, pretty good. You got a twins one, Mackie, just like you always do. Judd, oh uh, what was Judd's? Judd, I think, was Vikings? like a broad. No, no, no. It was Vikings, Wild, and Twins all in one tweet. Oh, yes. Really it's like a trifecta. Love it's a it. parlay. And me, I, I have another uh, Josh Freeman take that I can't wait to bring to the fold as well. All right, old you really screwed the pooch exposed. on him. Yes, you? I did. Okay, congratulations. I, I told you, I, like, I could do months of Josh Freeman tweets. Why? Why? Why would you? I was all in on Josh Freeman. I feel like we need to teach Declan the art of putting yourself out there with a take, but also giving yourself a trap door to fall into, okay? I think but young I mean, Declan you know, didn't have yeah, that ability because he was a fan. And I was at San Cloud State. You yeah, know, like there was, and you were drunk. Oh. You know, I was. Red carpet. Yeah, let's go with that. That's what it was. <laughs> That's what it was. Uh, all right. Same well, more. Luther Brookdale Toyota has been great to for myself and my family, and also Declan this week too. Declan got yeah. into a, a Rav Four, so they've got some great offers to kick off the summer. Right now, you can get zero percent interest for sixty months on all certified pre-owned Camrys and Rav Fours, and all hybrids now have zero percent financing as well for you to save a little gas and save a little money. So. Uh, I haven't really gone on a trip in six months. I think before New Year's was the first time I, or was the last time I went on an actual trip. And so we were putting our heads together trying to figure out, my wife and I, like, what can we do that doesn't, isn't going to put us at COVID risk? We figured, let's just go up north and avoid people and hike around the woods and drink claw and stuff. So we're going to do that. You got room for one more? No? We might, but okay. we'll have to strap you to the top. because I, I, You know what? I'll ride my RAV4 right wow. up behind you. How about that? Wow. Look at that. And if you get too close... The safety features will alert you how close your vehicle is That's to the right. next one, so we know that Declan won't get within six or feet. Or lane departure, the great services like that. It's great. Lane departure is great for social distancing. It social distances yourself from, uh, I don't know, like the ditch over here and the semi over here. So if you want to be safe, if you want to save money, and if you want to just get a great experience, Luther Brookdale Toyota, 694 Brooklyn Boulevard, and LutherBrookdaleToyota.com. <laughs> All right, it's, uh, here's our schedule on Tuesdays now. We're going to go every other week Minnesota Sports Rewind on the show and every other week Old Tweets Exposed where producer Declan goes back mm. in the Twitter archives, which for Judd and I, I think we both launched our Twitter accounts in 2009. Correct. So there's 11 years mm-hmm. and tens of thousands of tweets. Training camp to tweets. Sift through. Oh, yeah. Play-by-play from Mankato tweets. And actually Judd built up a following and then... I think Judd in 2011 started a new account from scratch because you came yes. in 1500 ESPN, ESPN Judd, yep. which is now just like Judd's so old. So you could actually you could probably old. go and find. I don't know. That's what, what I do. Oh yeah, and no, I use I've, your old handle too. Yeah, okay. At Pmac21. Oh yeah. Oh, he's been exposing us for yeah, a long yeah, time. Yeah. Okay, yeah. good. All right. So yeah, there, so, there, there's a method. So all right. So Declan, what did you find to expose us this week? All right. Uh oh. So this is a Phil Mackey tweet as I queue it up here. Oh boy. Uh, it says, by the way. The Twins have officially added outfielder Wilkin Ramirez to the 40-man roster. He'll provide, in theory, some pop off the bench. If uh, we go a little digging on Wilkin Ramirez, uh, great pop off the bench for the Twins in his amazing tenure with the Twins. Taking a look at what Wilkin Ramirez did, he's 34 now. He was a late veteran ad. Hmm. Let's see. In 81 at-bats for the Twins, Wilkin Ramirez hit zero home runs. He had a triple. Oh, he had a triple. Okay. Okay. You and know what? Six doubles. Okay. You know what, though? This is a master class on the art of the hedge. Correct. This is where, read this this. Is where young Declan needs to learn. Read, okay. read sentence two. He'll provide. Here's the, I'm going to read it in my voice because this, okay. this is my tweet from seven but your years second, ago. Okay? Your second sentence, man. I, I didn't put it on me. I put it on Wilkin. Okay. I said, by the way, the Twins have officially <laughs> added outfielder Wilkin Ramirez to the 40-man roster. He'll provide, in theory... Some pop off the bench. And, and in theory, right there, you have removed yourself from the equation. 100%. Okay. So, well, well no, it may it, be an old It's tweet a good exposed, one, Dex, it's, but it's, it's a trap door. And also, I have snuck out the trap correct. door. Correct. I think some of these old tweets exposed aren't necessarily exposing you for your fraudulent tweet. It's just how poorly some of these have aged. Oh, sure. Too, you know, so it's not it's not just necessarily crapping on it. But I admire I admire the, the fact that while trying to say this guy might be pretty good, Phil also bailed. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, Wilkin Ramirez, man, I'm looking at this guy. Didn't you go to Pittsburgh at one point or something? No, he he started off in Detroit. Okay. And then he went to Atlanta, and then the Twins somehow signed him as like a free agent or something. But Wilkin Ramirez had a couple badass minor league seasons back <laughs> hey, in the day. I can, right. I can see, like, he had a year. Quad A, man. Holy cow. With the Tigers as a 21, 22, 23 year old, double A, triple A. 
He was stealing 34, 33 bases, hitting 20 home runs. The Twins thought they had a multi-tool star you know what? in theory. I love <laughs> I love quad A players. Who doesn't? Who's your favorite quad A player? Because mine is somebody that I think I, I, Declan may have exposed a tweet from mine. Oswaldo Arcia. Oh, yeah. He was up there. He's actually yeah. mine probably, too, to be completely honest. You know, you know, Chris Parmley is probably one of mine. That's a great one. That's a sad yep. one. Yep. Poor guy. I'll, Poor I'll guy. go back mid nineties. I'm guessing. I'm guessing here. That's Stahoviak was one too. Yeah, Scotty Stahoviak. Because I I remember watching him play. I think he played in the College World Series. I remember watching it on ESPN. He was playing for I want to say Creighton, and then he went through the minor league system. And I think he was pretty he play Creighton. Wow. And I think he was pretty damn good. Until he got here, and then it was just over. Yeah, Scott Stahoviak, he's a first-round pick, College right? World Series, man, back in the day, was I loved it. Actually, so, I, all right, so in 1994, all right, so he got called up in 1993 and played 20 games, I'm guessing, in September, as okay. a September call, right? Yep. 1994, Scott Stahoviak slashed 318 average, 413 OBP, and a 529 yeah. slugging percentage okay. in AAA. Okay, yeah. yeah. Okay. Pretty good. Yeah, quite a it's pretty good. My guy as well, the Arcia. I can't. I, I still like. I, I just. Think, I really thought it was gonna be great. I think he's one of those dudes. You shine a flashlight in one ear and you see it come out the other. Like <laughs> I just don't know if there was a lot happening behind uh, behind Where the eyes. Where's he playing now? Mexico. He was playing in the KBO for a while. Um, I think he's in the Mexican league. So here's he, he, he was for yeah. sure. Yeah, he his his most recent stint in actual Major League Baseball was uh, Arizona. Well, Arizona Diamondbacks Triple A. In 2017, as a 26-year-old. This is ridiculous, okay? So, Arcia gets jettisoned by the Twins. He bounces around Rays, mm-hmm. Marlins, Padres, and then Arizona Farm System. This dude hit 320 with a 1,028 OPS in AAA in 2017. And he's just, like, out of the Major League and Minor League Farm System pipeline. In retrospect, I've got a question about one of those teams that you just read. What the hell were the San Diego Padres playing in that ballpark doing with Arcia? Yeah. Like his whole thing was like Tampa Bay was perfect. Yeah. Cuz the pop and it's a small ballpark. But wouldn't San Diego be the one place where you'd be like, "Okay, this kid's got some pop." Yeah, they found that out. He hit 160. But it's not going to work in our in what Petco. Yeah, it was bad. So, all right, what's the next old tweet exposed? All right, Mr. Judd Zolgad. All right, my day reckoning. Okay, so this was on March 16th, 2018. Who do you think had or has had the better <laughs> offseason in terms of moves? Wolves with Butler, with Butler and signing Wiggins. Oh, that's a good one. Nice. Vikings with Cousins or Twins <laughs> with Lance Lynn, oh, yeah. Logan Morrison, oh, yeah. and the bullpen. Guilty. Wow. wow. Guilty. Boy, how do you choose between those three? It's Oof. so tough. Yeah. Actually, okay. going back, how would you rank those now, Judd? Well, actually, the Twins one is by far and away the worst, right? Like the bullpen, I think, was Reed. Lynn, who who is going to, and I believe he's going to start, if it happens, reopening day for Texas. Like, he's done well there. Yeah. Was a complete bust here. Lomo, oh my God. I think he finished third in Cy Young voting this last year. He was oh my, top five. Oh Lance Lynn was. Oh my gosh. So, Twins, uh, I would go... <laughs> if 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 you just took this pure like like let's let's take out the personality things, I would go twins three. I'd probably go Vikings two and Wolves one. Because eh, the, the Wiggins contract really that yeah that Butler was so Butler bad. is the one I'm focused on. But yeah, that's I think true. it's Vikings number one. Okay, yeah, so, like so, the but the Butler trade. The if Butler it was just tra- the Butler trade. Yeah. And, and then the Wolves got to the playoffs for the but first right. time. But here's the thing: you you're not taking into account. Andrew Wiggins looked Glenn <laughs> right in the eye and said, I want it. I want the money. And Glenn's like, yeah, you do, young man. Before I slide this briefcase of life and generational changing cash in front of you, I want you to you're look right. me in the eye and tell me that you're okay. going to work hard for this. All right. Vikings one, Wolves two. <laughs> the Twins were like, the Twins aren't even three, though. They'd be like 14th in that. Logan Morrison, Lomo. Yeah, going to come in here and mash taters. Lomo no. with with what? his boombox. He carried a boombox. Yep. Oh, my God. Um, uh, Lynn, who was miserable here, and, and Reed was a pain in the ass, too. He was That's a right, com- Addison Reed. He was a complete jerk. That wasn't a terrible, like, he was a really good reliever and then got hurt. Yeah. So it wasn't as bad of a He sign, did, but he had, but I had no I- idea that, that he had the personality of a turnip. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Lynn, Lynn and Reed were just, I think, bad guys. Yeah. All right. All right. 
Declan Goff. No one is safe, including me. Love including it. my takes on Josh Freeman with uh, <laughs> with Fred Walt as soon as I scroll up. Here. I want to know who the 19 people who, who liked yeah. Judd Zilgad's tweet were, yeah, too. Yeah, me, too. That's pretty ridiculous. Uh, so I said on September 25th, 2013, that I'd take Josh Freeman right now. So this is before the Vikings signed this him? This is before, yeah. This is before. I had, was advocating for this. Had Tampa Bay just let him go at that point? Is that what were the yeah, time I frame? I think so. Okay. I think that is correct. All okay, right. and uh, Buddy Walt, former intern of the Vikings, said, If Freeman is better than Ponder, it is by a slim margin that you'd barely notice, to which I rebuttaled and said, Well, Freeman's got a big-time arm. It has a better track record of success, but then again, so does Matt Castle. I was comparing Josh Freeman to Matt Castle he scrolled down a little to Christian Ponder. Yes, I, I read this whole thing. There we go. Oh, my God. Freeman's got a big-time arm and has a better track record he of success. He did have a big-time arm. He, a very big-time arm. He just didn't know where the ball was going. He did that Nick Blackburn treatment where you, you get your arm a little tired before you go out yeah, and yeah. start, so you're not sailing that, that fastball right. too high. That's right. So, uh, yep. Oh. I, I have a lot of Josh Freeman takes. Why would you see? This is where we need to teach you the art of hedging. Yeah, yeah. So, where you what you could have done with this tweet is Freeman's got a big time arm and has a better track record of success in theory. In theory, then the, so uh, then again, so does Matt Castle. I mean, you could have hedged here, and instead you went in. I went all in, baby, on the Josh Freeman. That's what you take. do at St. Cloud State. You go all in. You don't think about the repercussions. You just go all in on the moment. And, I uh, love the Josh Freeman love. This Thank also shows you at the time of this. Tell him you're happy about this tweet. <laughs> hey, hey, tell him you love. You tell him your eyes match with the purple. <laughs> tell him that you, you went purple. to every cl- class at St. Cloud State and got A's. <laughs> B's, C's, D's. Um, my question is, like, what kind of Vikings quarterback beer goggles Did is I someone love? wearing in 2013? And I, I don't fault you for this. The Vikings quarterback situation in 2013 had deteriorated from it was like the shell and the like Brett Favre's broken shell in 2010 into Donovan McNabb's broken shell in 2011 into yep. the bust of Christian Ponder, Matt Castle coming in to try and save the day mm-hmm. like as a backup caliber guy. Like we had just T Jack before all this. And so I could see how a young, impressionable Vikings fan in Declan Goff would look at Josh Freeman, former first-round pick with a big arm, well, and think, boy, don't this forget is the guy. Too, uh, Josh had come in here into in, the Dome. Was that a Thursday night game? Yes. And he had played really, really well. And so I thought to myself, okay, it's worth a chance now. I mean, that's one of his performance goes into the box of probably just – the worst one-game Viking QB performances. <laughs> and I put that in, in the same bin as a Spurgeon win. I put that in the same bin as Tavares Jackson's first game, a Thursday night against the Packers that start where, I mean, that's one of the worst football games that, that I have seen and or covered in my lifetime. That <laughs> Thursday night game where where Fred Smoot picks off, I believe, Favre and returns it for a touchdown and does the Lambeau leap. The highlight of that whole night was fans dumping beer on Smoot and pushing him back. Okay, why, but here's the thing, all right? So let's go back look to that at Freeman the stats game. of that game. So who was the offensive coordinator? Was it Musgrave in 2013? Yeah, Muskie. Who is authorizing Josh Freeman coming in off the street, having no knowledge of the playbook, the roster, I, I'll anything, you. I could tell you a and story. throwing 53 okay. passes on the road? The 53? He threw 53 <laughs> passes in that well, game. What was the score of that game, by the way? What? 23-7, Giants. Okay. I will tell you this, though. That speaks to the state of the Vikings quarterback situation there. That And, and I believe it was a struggle between Spielman and Frazier as to who would start a quarterback for that game. But the Vikings were in such dire straits at quarterback. They were so horse bleep, okay, that they literally brought in a guy in the National Football League where, where the mentality, and probably accurately, is it's going to take some time. Yeah. They brought in a guy who didn't know their offense and immediately said, what the hell? <laughs> Think about that. <laughs> yeah. Ah, whatever. Yeah, that's great. Let's just do it. Like, I, I, do, I do feel, and I might be wrong here, I do feel like the Zimmer era has brought a stability that was really, really lacking for a long time, going from uh, Les to Brad and certainly to Tice. All right, here's your trivia question before we wrap with the Royce. Okay. Josh, that was not Josh Freeman's last NFL start. I, His I, last NFL start was two years later. Okay, I actually saw it before okay. he asked it, so Judd, you're Judd, can you name one. Can you name the team that gave Josh Freeman a Week 17 start in 2015? 
I didn't. I don't remember this until I even read it. Oh man, the Surleys have killed so many brain cells during pandemic. I came and guessed now. Yeah, an AFC team. An AFC team cut this guy loose for twenty eight. How many throws passes did he throw? Twenty eight okay. throws in week seventeen. I, I don't know. Actually, uh, Ryan Lindley also played some snaps in that game for this team. Good lord! Uh, it who, was not the Cardinals. Who was it? The Indianapolis Colts had gotten to the end of their season. I don't know. Okay. They were eight and eight that year. Andrew Luck. Got hurt for a period. Matt Hasselbeck started like seven games. And they games. started Josh Freeman? And Josh Freeman what started league, Week 17. What a victory over the Miami Dolphins. Oh, I'm sorry, the Tennessee Titans. What league did Freeman attempt to join like four years back? It was some upstart minor league football. Yeah. And I want to say he was playing like in Brooklyn or something. Wasn't It was the league that Dennis Green was coaching in, nah, wasn't it? I think it was a different one. Because that, that's where Culpepper played for Green with the Sacramento Lion Kings or something. Huh. So he tried for the CFL in 2017. Okay. So, yeah, he attended minicamp with the Calgary Stampeders. Can you find, um, I want to say it was like a Brooklyn team. It was some minor league, and he was playing on like some sandlot. It was it was really pathetic. It was sad. <laughs> but, I mean, what are you going to do? Yeah, I don't know. But Josh Freeman, man, pour one out for that guy. 53 passes. Pour more than and then, one out. Didn't they cut him the next week? No, I think he remained on the roster. Okay. I think, I memory serves me right, I think he remained on the roster the rest of the year, or at least for a good chunk of it. Because I remember him standing on the sidelines with that hoodie on, looking all, you know, typical third string and active quarterback pouty. I could see how Declan would fall in love because in 2010 with Tampa Bay, he was unbelievable. He was really good. Unbelievable might be he was really good. good. He was going to Canton, Dex. Yep. I was all in. Unbelievable might be a I little bit of a stretch. I you were unbelievable that I was season. all in. He went 10-6 and six in his second year, and he completed 61% of his passes for 3,400 yards, 25 touchdowns, 6 interceptions, and a 95.9 pass rate. He was, he was good in 2010. Unbelievable you, is a little bit, of, a little bit of a stretch. That story, coming out of Kansas State, Rick Spielman loved this kid. It was 2009, and I really believe this. If, if he hadn't been taken before the Vikings pick, I think the Vikings take Freeman over Percy Harvin. Rick loved oh. this guy. Wow. Maybe not, but he really was. He, he thought that he could be a long term solution at quarterback. And in fairness to Dex, I don't think he did a search for Jay Zulgad, Josh Freeman, or PMAC 21, Josh Freeman. Do Maybe that for, that's for next time. Next week. Hey, this look how fraudulent we are. Here. Andrew Wiggins, great <laughs> signing. Lance Lynn, even better. Lomo, love him. The bullpen, absolutely. Wilkin Ramirez is going to provide some pop. In theory. In theory. In theory. In theory. He might have provided pop. I mean, he could have brought in Shasta or Diet Sprite or <laughs> Coke or Pepsi. That's what I meant. Pop can mean any number of things. All right? in, Fanta. in theory, pop. Yep. All right, we're going to wrap with Royce. Patrick Royce, what's happening with you? Well, uh, Carl Reiner died at age 98, uh, and I was just listening to it a little time to kill this morning. I was listening to some of the 2,000-year-old man skits that he and his pal Mel Brooks used to do. Uh, and, uh, you know, when uh, Mel Brooks would come out there as the 2,000-year-old man, and Carl Reiner would try to stump him with questions, right? He, he just... The whole thing was spontaneous. He would throw him some question about, you know, like, I wonder about words. Where did the word cheese come from? And then, and then folks would have to go into a whole stick on how the word cheese came up with back in the olden times. And it's, uh, it's hokey old-time humor, but it's pretty damn funny. You know, uh, the lifelong friends, by the way, they still had dinner together like three days a week, you know? Yeah. Well, my uh, my generation, uh, so Carl Reiner is probably most known in my generation for his role in Ocean's Eleven. He, oh, yes, uh, that's right, right. He played one of the one of the characters. He played uh, Saul in Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> yeah, the old kind of the crafty old uh, gangster, right? Yep. 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 Yeah. Yeah. He was, uh, but uh, I I just read something that. There's a there was a Sid Caesar show in early television in New York, and it was the most popular. You know, there was only TV in the East Coast, basically, and it was you know a big hardcore Jewish humor. And Sid Caesar and uh, was uh, and I think it was NBC. We didn't have it out on a prairie, but uh, we, we had it uh, in uh, and and he had he had Neil Simon, Carl Reiner, Mel Brooks. Uh, Larry Gelbart, 
all these guys writing for him. You know, those were the writers that were writing room. And they said when Reiner got hired, he walked in and he'd never met Mel Brooks. And suddenly Mel Brooks got up and did went into this whole routine about he was a Jewish pirate, very upset how hard it was to pillage during that economy. <laughs> the economy was so bad that a pirate couldn't even go pillage anymore. And Reiner decided this guy was the craziest SOP of all time and became his best friend. You know? So anyway. Poor guy was just tweeting, too. I just saw a tweet. I oh, saw Carl. a tweet from Carl like two days ago or a day ago. What, he's tweeting at ninety eight. Yes, he wow, was tweeting. Yeah. He was ripping the president. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah, he was. Uh, Robbie, his son Rob didn't fall far from him on the political. No, That's Meathead, right, Pat? Huh? Meathead, what? his son, his son. Meathead, yeah. Meathead. Yeah, that's his son. Yeah, right. I mean, and became a you know a very well you know well known and uh, successful uh, director the stuff Rob did but uh, Carl was just basically funny and uh, it's old time humor but if, if if you're looking for a yuck the 2000 I think they did like three or four albums you know back when comedy albums were big I never obviously never had one but uh, there's a lot of shtick there and it's the, the, the thing as I said you got to appreciate it. it was all spontaneous it was not didn't, you know, Mel Brooks didn't know what he was going to ask him, <laughs> and he had to be funny for two minutes after he got asked the question. Pat, who's your all-time favorite comedian? Oh, man. Boy, that's hard. Uh, I love Pryor. I absolutely love Pryor. And, uh, uh, you know, it's not like these guys are my all-time favorites, but I, I'd say Richard Pryor off the top of my head. Yeah. It was because it was bold back then. Yes. And, uh, you know, the uh, the one of, uh, you know, the, what's the one where his dad dies in the long line? Which one's that? Is that Sunset? The one on Sunset? He's, he's already had his cocaine. You know, he already caught fire <laughs> on that one. That's <laughs> maybe my favorite. My favorite shtick ever that uh, the hour he did that, you know, and. And he, you know, he got full of cocaine and went out and shot his wife's car and stuff like that. I mean, it's hilarious. I, I think, uh, and plus, he he introduced a, you know, a whole generations of, of comics followed him too. It's, uh, I, I would say, probably him. So, Royce, no, no, uh, Corey and Gladdy on the uh, road, huh? No, they announced that yesterday. I guess that's pretty much going to be the way it is in MLB. They, uh, uh, some of these places don't want to make room for them in the press box. The Twins said it was to reduce the traveling party, but I don't buy that nonsense. I think it's uh, some teams don't want to uh, have smaller press boxes or something, don't want uh, uh, Gladden. I've exchanged texts with Gladden. Gladden offered to get in the car and if it was travel, get in the car and drive everybody to certain places and they don't want him doing that. So, glad he didn't want to miss Chicago. I don't think glad he wanted to, you know, he, 60 games. I mean, yep. everybody wants to do them all, right? And you're, it's, it's only, what's their furthest trip now when you're just playing in this? National League Central? Uh, Pittsburgh. Pits, Pit, Pittsburgh, probably. Probably Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, yeah. yeah. And, I mean, you could uh, you wouldn't have to fly to all. I just don't get it. I mean, what, what, you know, our, our Corey Provis, Dan Gladden, and uh, Kyle Hammer going to increase the, uh, the the level. I mean, are you going to lose safety by having those three guys around? I think I think their logic is let's just eliminate anyone that could potentially walk up to Nelson Cruz and cough on him on accident. All right, and Dan Gladden, I love him, but listen, can't trust no. I mean, it's no. it's nitpicky well, no, for mean, sure. You could not you could not have them do the interviews. I mean, maybe not give them, you know, access to the players, but let them watch the baseball game. Yeah. I want them to see the game, right? What what service does Danny provide? Seeing the field, right? Yeah, <laughs> telling you, you know, telling you what that's the service they provide. Not watching TV, that's not the service they provide. I think part of this we're finding out is that teams don't know 100% what they should and shouldn't do, and so they're just erring on the side of 
Hey, old coaches, you're not going to be here. Uh, no. Like they're just erring on the side of caution on all of this. I don't. I don't buy a hundred percent. That's age. I don't know what's going on there, but I don't. I don't buy a hundred percent that they're. You know, I guess I. I don't know if I, Evers. I had, do think has had some tank problems. I don't think McClure has had. Uh, you know, McClure's had anything significant. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't. I'm. I'm not sure that they just didn't want. You know, when in when you're doing this on a short schedule and you want, you know, dynamic guys running around different places because it's uh, you know, getting teams ready in three weeks. I think they I think they wanted some of these guys. I I think they just blew these two guys out myself. But I'd have to Interesting. check on it more. So I'd have to check on it more. But uh They are they, they are paying them. They are paying them to the I know they're paying them. They, they, they would have looked. Well, they would have had to, right? Hey, sorry, you're fired. <laughs> you know what your problem is? You're old. You're fired. You're, you're old. You're, you're old and fired. See you later. Yeah, Bye. Let's face it. I'm, I'm a little sensitive. In fact, in fact, I was, I, I'm still going to, I got one of their phone numbers. I'm going to try to get a hold of them, and they probably won't say anything, but, uh, but, uh, you know, I'm reluctant to just go off the deep end on this because somebody will say, wait a minute, he's 74. I don't think we want him working for us either. I applaud this. I applaud this so much. I'm going to step aside from all my duties. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's, uh, I, I don't know. I, I I think there's more to it than meets the eye that it's just age. I think they want Pete Mackey around. Uh, the conspiracy theory. More a little... You know, more energetic type of. Uh, you know, I'm sure McLean McClure is fine, but Mackey knows all these guys, and you know, came up with them and stuff. And uh, I, I don't know. I just, I, I, I don't know. I just get the impression that it's beyond. It's more than age. It's, well, Pat, you're uh, you're getting pretty well, yeah. old. We, you, you're getting pretty old. We should probably let you go here too. And, hey, you know, uh, I gotta tell you one thing though. Has anybody made a more dramatic rise in an organization than? Nate da- Damon, <laughs> I mean, he's he's gone from what? Bullpen catcher. Bullpen, yeah, I mean, he's now like one of the coaches. He, he keeps getting better and better jobs. Yeah, yeah he he's, he was the bullpen catcher that's, like 15 That's years old ago. school twins. Yeah, start yeah, we, off as We years. like, yeah, why don't you have another job? For years, though, wasn't he? I mean, for years he didn't. Was he for years? Right? Yeah. He was, Seven eight years, and all of a sudden he might be managing in three years. I know, I know, he was the bullpen catcher for sure at the Metrodome. Like, but they, okay. he, they they brought yeah. him over from the Metrodome for sure. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> they move him. They bought his contract. Did from they the pick Metrodome. him up like yeah. a statue from the Metrodome? All right, let's bring Damon over. Oh, yeah, he just he just lives out there. They in just left field, threw him in a truck. <laughs> let's haul his ass over to Target Field. Rocco loves him though, so that's probably it's all that matters. That's yeah. all that matters. Hey, Rocco hey, loves wait, you. Okay. I know you want to get rid of me. We've got to ask you this question, uh, uh, Phil. Mm-hmm. Did you read the transcript of what went on yesterday? Did you see the, the, the Zoom call? No. Uh, I mean, I've heard some clips this, from it, but. This game that they were playing, what the hell? They got some video game that all of them were participating in, a strategic baseball game. Hmm. Have you read that thing? Yes. Is it Ken Griffey Jr. Is it Ken Griffey no. Jr. baseball for Super Nintendo? I forget what it's called, but yes, they they played out the season out. It. Yeah, it's it's a it's a game that apparently these guys all did their own Zoom chats or something and played this game and they're trying to tell us how much they learned, right? So it's like it's actual strategy yes. for coming back and playing real baseball. Yes, yes, huh. and it's I, out of out of field or some damn thing, and I I got a headache reading and I didn't know what the hell they were doing. As you said, my my video game uh, strength passed with Pong, so I'm not a real one. Hey, Pong but, was a great game, Pat. I love Pong. This, somebody's going to do that story. That's uh, unbelievable how they're talking about this. Like it's it's made them all geniuses yeah. during the uh, pandemic. So actually, before we before we say bye, we do have to ask you one question. We 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 talked about this earlier in the show. We need to get your answer. Who is your favorite quad A baseball player of all time? That's a good question. Let me think about it. Wait, that was my question, and he said good question. 
Yes. You know what would be a great question is an all-time Twins quad A team. Wow. Quad, quad we should have thought of this during, yeah, we should have thought of this a month ago or wow. two months ago. David I'm putting McCarty? this in our prep notes. David McCarty? Yep. Bula, Stanford Bula Bula Bula. Remember McCarty? He was the number one draft year. I said, we were all right out. Get him up here. Get him up here. What's wrong with you guys? He's hitting 28 over. Who would the pitcher be? I don't did did Willie Banks make an impact or did he get No, he wasn't that good in triple A. Yeah, okay. He, was just, uh, he wasn't he was never a dominant triple A pitcher. Uh here's yeah, one for you. Bob yeah. Gur, Bob Gurinsky? Well, I don't know. I don't know. Gurinsky was another guy who got brought up to the big leagues just because he'd been a number one draft choice. He wasn't that good. In fact, uh can I tell you a story about Bob Gurinsky? Yeah. There was a, uh, a guy that ran the Orlando Twins, was a dear friend of mine, crazier than a hoodal, Bob Willis, <laughs> very candid fella. He was had away with the president's title as far as addressing players. And he had this crappy old bus that the Orlando Twins were going around the Southern League was. And, uh, and Gorinsky was down there complaining. And... Uh, you know, about this bus because it broke down and did all this stuff. And Willis says to him, you know, because Grinsky, they gave him like fifty, sixty thousand back when that was a lot of money. And he says, you know, we had a new bus in the budget, but we gave him to some big, dumb Polish gentleman from Pennsylvania. We gave the 60,000 away, so we got this bus. Except he did not say Polish gentleman. <laughs> we gave it to some big dumb Polish guy. You know. So anyway, That's, now now of course if you did that, you oh you'd be out of baseball. Well, let's think on this all-time this Twins a Quad idea. A team. Let's so we're going to go a full full around the diamond, maybe even throw a DH in there, and uh, and let's go at least three starting, maybe five starting pitchers. Five starting I'll pitchers. I'll have to page through my uh, all the way back. I'll come up with a 63 or 4 guy for you guys that you've never heard of. So, yes, okay. please do. All right, all right Pat. Thanks, Royce. Talk to you. All right, that's wrapping okay. up, That is the most dishonest good question point you've ever taken. There's no rules. I brought up the quad, the quad A idea. Well, you, had, you, you asked the question, you and had, you get the credit. We should split it. If you thought it was such a great question, you had 10 minutes. 10 I minutes wanted to talk about Pat Carl Reiner. I wanted to talk about the old days. I didn't think of it, okay? Well, I threw it out there. I feel like this is teamwork on a rock. The good you know question. what this is? Marbury Garnett. I'm Marbury. <laughs> I want out. That's your problem to deal with. <laughs> exactly. Then. That's what Garnett said. Uh, the good question, good point standings on the season. <laughs> I now have 16 to Judd's 13. Rami had nine. Jonathan had three. Declan still searching. You got to. You should book a couple favorable like hockey guests or something. Get like, uh, dude, book like an analytical hockey guy for Judd's hockey it's show. It's tough okay, on hockey because ho- yeah. hockey people don't like to throw out. The we praise. almost we almost got one from Dumba a couple times. Uh, yeah, last I think week, I but... think he's right. I think he almost did. Ooh, yeah. We didn't talk about Eric Eager gave me like a full check swing last week yeah. on Purple Daily. That's, yes, he did. Eric Eager gave me. Oh, that's a good. And then he <laughs> just cut it good. off. Yeah, but he cut it off. We're, we're, by the way, on the, on those check swings, that if someone says back. that's a good cook. That's and no. they cut themselves. No. They got to say question. Finish got, it. Got to yes. finish because you don't know what the word Eager is. Eager fouled the ball back, showing that, that your question was tracking well, but okay. he still fouled it straight back. All right. That's fair enough. Fair enough. Got to complete I mean, the swing. The Roycey thing right there. That's that's how great relationships end. <laughs> Lennon McCartney. Yes. I heard the same problem. God. They split the credit, and <laughs> someone said, "John, that's a great song," and they were done. I would argue that Judd didn't know how great the question was. I had to ask it to Pat to show how okay. great the question was. So the quad anyway. the quad A team has to happen. It will. I, I put it in my prep that's notes. That's a great we'll idea. Week for it sure. will. So, all right, that's a wrap on today's Mackie and Judd show. If you could, if you've, if you've made it this far, you, it means you either fell asleep and just woke up or you like us. Uh, so if you could go to Apple and give us a five-star rating and a positive review, it helps spread the word about the show here. And uh, also check out our daily Vikings conversations on the Purple Daily podcast feed, Apple, Spotify, scorenorth.com, and youtube.com slash scorenorth. We'll see you guys later. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. 
Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts.